Are you looking to scale your business? On this week's episode, we tap into the use of brand promoters and how to forge a scalable business around stellar customer experiences. I'm Devin Hers. Welcome to this week's DMC Marketing Nugget. Here with us today to discuss the process of scaling your business by building brand promoters. She's a business owner, published author, course creator, and mother of two. She lives to help others succeed through proven, repeatable scaling and growth. The founder and CEO of Virtually Source Solutions. Welcome, Desi Bolin. Welcome, Desi. Thanks for being here today. Devin, I'm, I'm honored to be here and... In- and talk to your audience a little bit. This is some really great topics. All right. Well, we love uh, delivering great information to the the world out there. And uh, before we get started into the nuggets, give us some background on how you got started in this line of business. Uh, So I have 10 years of corporate leadership experience um, from a very early age. I started when I was 17. Uh, so I've always kind of been this uh, leader over a follower. And then when we made the move, I was born and raised in California. So when we made the move to Washington and had my daughter, uh, who is now four, I, I decided to start the company and, and really be able to um, impact lives, but also have the flexibility to be there for my family and, and be present in their lives. All about family. I know uh, as business owners, we get tied up in business, but family is is definitely super important, taking time for yourself and uh, being around the ones you love. But of course, we are here today to deliver nuggets. So uh, let's jump right in and uh, go ahead and uh, tell us some of the steps that people should take to build brand promoters and lasting relationships to scale their business. So it's it's really all about listening to your customers. Um, that's what brand promoters are essentially is is the final step in the voice of the customer, the buyer. Um, and then building a sustainable business, you you've got to forge these relationships um, either through networking or continuing to build a strong foundational relationship with clients who you know, then refer you in business, um, which is essentially what a brand promoter is. When I say brand promoter, people typically think of affiliate marketing, um, but brand promoters is really people who have such a great experience with you that they actively go out and keep an ear to the ground for you and they refer you business without any incentive. Yeah, I think that's uh, super important and it's much easier to have a long-term relationship with a client versus trying to always get new clients. Because like you're saying, they're not only clients, but they're going to be people that are spreading the great word about you, which usually generates more clients. So um, some of the ways that you go about doing this, uh, I think you conduct some types of surveys. Can you explain some of those details there? Yeah, absolutely. So um, built on the Net Promoter Score backbone, um, I have created a, it's called the Brand Pro Superpower Survey. Um, And it's really very, very insightful. The survey is typically 13 and 16 questions. Um, When you do Net Promoter Score, you know, the ultimate question, which we've all seen, we've all 
participated in. It's it's on a scale of one to ten. How likely are you to recommend me to a friend, a colleague, or family? Um, that is the main NPS question. But the way I do my surveys, I set it up to include roadmap questions. Uh, with quantitative and qualitative data from the customer. So it's not just yes, no, you know, these are my choices. Uh, you also get feedback, like very actionable feedback on where you need to, ex or where they think you excel, where they think you need to improve and what they may need in the future. Okay, and um, that leads um, to the next important step, um, which is being able to build on customer feedback. So as you get those surveys in and details, what happens next on, on that step? So out of that survey, I provide, it's called um, Kryptonite KPIs, which is a targeted pain point heat map. It highlights the areas that need to be worked on. And then I have, um, it's a market domination strategy that also comes out of that survey. And it's a 35-page um, report, typically about 35 pages, of, of, like I said, very actionable data. Um, so it includes all of the quantitative, all of the, the qualitative, and then you know who your promoters are at the end of that survey. Because the people who rate you a 9 or a 10 on the NPS question are your promoters. Those are the people you want to go after for case studies, testimonials, and those are the ones you want to ask for the referral. Um, so, you know, I, do, I don't just hand over the report and walk away. I stick around and make sure things are implemented and implemented properly. Um, I make sure the entire team understands uh, the report and anything that needs to be brought up, basically, we'll do. Um, but the way I do things, I I have over 70 different specialties that I do for businesses. I'm, I'm kind of wow. this holistic one-stop shop for, for business owners. Um, a lot to do with operations, but, you know, um, we do a lot of sales. We do a lot of marketing. Um, so it, the, the net promoter score or, or this, the BSB um, survey is, is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, so it really seems to give you a lot of that that feedback that you're needing to cater those next steps for your clients and, and whatnot there to make sure that we're using the right uh, people to go out there and spread the word for you. Um, so of, of course, you know, collecting case studies and testimonials are, are super important. Um, what do you recommend there and how do you go about doing that? Yeah, so really, um, you know, on that survey, I will ask, you know, may we contact you f for um, to go over the survey more in depth. And the ones that say yes, obviously, I'll highlight them. Green will be um, promote, just passive and, and like red's detractor. Um, so the promoter ones, you really, I mean, you talk to them. If you don't already have a case study or a testimonial, you say, hey, I know we had this great experience together. You did say that um we could be in touch to discuss it more in depth i loved your experience may we use you as a case study so it's really it and it plays to building the relationship with um with your clients 
yet. I, I think business owners, a lot of times they feel uncomfortable to ask those questions, but if you have a system in place, it just makes it that much easier. Um, I know even as you're onboarding a client, if you're letting them know that you're going to run through this whole process of, hey, we're going to get case studies, we're going to do a testimonial, it's going to help you out as well to see where you're at, where you're going. Um, so I think, you know, giving that upfront to a client definitely helps make that whole process much easier. Uh, now, once you get that feedback and the case studies, what is it that you recommend that you do next? Uh, so it's really deep dive, you know, obviously with the leadership team into the report and, and come up with an action plan because most of the time there is so much information included in that report that you can't do it all at once. You have to break it out into pieces. Um, and that's where the action plan part of that report comes in, is really determining what action items you think you should work on. Now, when I do a survey, most of the time, it does find new find, newfound revenue. Remember, I, I mentioned it, it includes road matches. So if a business is looking to possibly add additional services in the future, you can throw in a question say, we're thinking about adding these. Are any of these of value to you? And most of the time, it winds up being about $50,000 $50, in additional revenue. And that's not wow. just from the survey. You have to do work to get there. But that is additional revenue for a business. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, yeah pe people people actually have to work, right? <laughs> it doesn't just come to you on a platter. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and I like what you're saying there too, because there's so many different things that, you know, a marketer as a business owner, you got a ton of different things. So breaking those down as an, an action plan helps keep them on point, keeps them focused, and you really can start checking things off as you get them done and move on to the next one. So I like how you set that roadmap up. That sounds great. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times the people I work with, by the time we're done, you know, we're SOW, our scope of work, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're at 15 or 17 times where they were when we started. Um, I actually just had an e-turnaround and sell for 1.2 billion after a year of working with us. So, so tell, tell us a little bit about that. I, I know I'm going off a little subject there, but I want to hear a little bit about that. <laughs> it sounds exciting. Sure. Um, so, you know, co confidentiality is very important yeah. to me, so I won't disclose sure. names. But um, that company we worked with for a year, the first step we did was the Net Promoter Score Survey. And... Um, really opened the door to seeing what we needed to do for their clients. And then conversely, we, we created and molded a survey for their team. So we flipped around and do an internal team survey to okay. figure out what their team needs to succeed. Um, so off of that, we molded some trainings on winning complex sales and, and relationship-based selling, targeted account selling, um, which is really what we do market. We do relationship-based selling. So a lot of what we do is based off marketing uh, and networking to, um, to your people. Um, and then, you know, with them, we also did some, um, some operationally 
important changes with their systems and their processes to, to update and automate um, and really helped improve the customer service experience. And from that, you know, they got, I think, 15 different new case studies and testimonials. And um, obviously they're asking for the referral. Um, and that's, that's that is, therein lies the super, you build this relationship, you make an amazing experience, and then you get new business. Right. And once you have that experience locked in, I think you recommend basically duplicating that. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. So the Net Promoter Score, while it does give you insight into past and present clients, it will also give you insight into what you need to do for future clients. Because if your ideal target is the same type of people, they're gonna need the same things. Like if it's the same industry or um, the same job title, they're gonna need the same things. And you need to remember that going into a new relationship with a potential, um, and obviously I always recommend building the relationship out first before you, you know, start working together, but you've got to keep that at the forefront of your mind in order to, to create that amazing experience and, and bring in more promoters and, and bring in more referrals. That's how you scale. It's how you create a recession proof business. Right. So, so being able to continue those steps, and uh, I know you've mentioned also in some of my research about you, but as far as recession-proofing your business and, and having something that's sustainable. So are there any other tips or nuggets that you want to share on that side of things? Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's really just, <laughs> so at the beginning of the process, you want to network. I, for me, I operate solely on word of mouth and referral. I have never paid for marketing. Um, and we're going on four years with the company now. Um, and I run an international company, so I'm out of five different countries right now. Um, so you build the relationships, you know, on average, you know, most people don't know this, but on average, it takes eight to 10 times of getting in front of someone before they'll consider buying from you. So it's really about engaging. I actually run lead nurture campaigns. I hate calling it lead generation. So lead nurture. Okay. Um, it's really about getting into, you know, it's kind of like stalking a little bit on social media because you to their posts and you find something that resonates with you. And then you use that to start a conversation. That is the beginning foundational pieces of, of a great relationship. Um, especially if they're your ideal target. Right. Yeah, I think pe people forget that. They just post and post and post, but the interaction, the social component of social media uh, definitely helps uh, those uh, engagements. It helps the conversations. I mean, even commenting on other topics that are people you may not be friends with or connected with at that time, people seeing your name on those types of things and the fact that you're involved in giving advice um, or just even a, a nicety here and there on, on some of those comments, uh, keep your name in the forefront. Um, now, aside from everything that you do here, and I think you brought some some great nuggets to the table here, and it's not always about getting the case studies and the, the sound bites. I think that's a crucial part. 
but you're actually discovering the holes in your business. You're, you mentioned the internal marketing, which is something that we always recommend is what goes on between the four walls. So being able to survey your team to find out what mm -hmm. their feelings and thoughts are, uh, which is sometimes easier to be done in a survey versus just blatantly asking them, right? Because <laughs> sometimes they don't want to say what they want to say. Um, so by doing that, I, I think that's great. Um, and now that we're coming back into hopefully where businesses are able to get back into events and different things like that, knock on wood, um, what do you feel, this is a little bit of a, a bonus nugget here for our audience, but what do you feel the greatest challenge that you see business owners are facing right now in the current climate? It's really a lot with, do with adaptation, but the main challenge I'm seeing is not having a great client facing team or you not not having a process in place for customer service customer support making sure your clients have what they need to succeed and that is that is a crucial crucial part of the buyer buyer journey um a lot of the work i do does revolve around buyer journey and, and really implementing the customer into the business um actually and that is uh, a challenge you know especially since we moved to the digital landscape customer service and customer support seems to have gone out the window a little bit and i'm really fighting to bring that back to the forefront yeah, I think that's a, a very important point there. And uh, people that, that know me in our business, we're all about sending out tangible items as well in coordination with what you've got going on digital. Great time of year. We got the holidays coming up. You got New Year's coming up. It's a great time to show appreciation to your clients. Send out a little trinket, send out a little gift, something to get them pumped up for the new year. Um, so I would say that that also does help increase those opportunities and just continues to show that you are thinking of them. Uh, so the gifting aspect uh, is, is always something that I recommend to our clients and, and something that I recommend to anyone out there is just, it doesn't need to be where you're gifting everyone under the sun, but think about those main people that are gonna be the ones that are out there promoting you um, and, and do the little things that make that difference. Uh, I think you've given us a lot of great information here. Is there anything else that you wanna let our audience know? Well, you have a great point, Devin. To that end, I do also recommend that for my clients. And for that, I make sure my clients have a CRM in place, you know, a customer relationship yeah. management tool, because there's only so much knowledge you can keep up here. Um, you want to track conversations with your clients and your prospects. You want to track important things like kids, anniversary dates, birthdays. Yeah. And you want to send small little trinkets um, that are personal, like something they like. Say they love golf, give them a little just snow globe that's golf related, you know, right. something that shows that you are paying attention and that's what builds the relationship. Oh, yeah. You, you can set up a lot of things on automation, too, where you do have just the standard thank you cards, the little gifts. But like you're saying, if you have that knowledge of that client, what their what their uh, hobbies are, what they enjoy. I mean, that that just goes a, a long, long way in just uh, getting that relationship to continue. And, and again, it's much easier to keep a client on versus getting new ones. So I think it's a uh, great advice there. It's been great to have you here. Now, how can people get a hold of you if they want to talk about your services and offerings? Oh, there's, there's many, many different ways. I make it a point to be okay. available and accessible to anyone who wants to talk to me. Um, you know, 
six different ways. Uh, so I'm on LinkedIn, Messenger. I'm constantly on my email, text message. You can even call me. Uh, you know, you name it. I'm I'm there. And um, and I'm always I'm always available for for advice, guidance, a second set of eyes on a situation. So if anyone is looking for um, some insights feel free to reach out. Like I said, I do have over 70 specialties. So really the buyer journey and the customer experience, those aren't the only things I do. Um, I, I do everything from general admin all the way up to uh, the high level support where the survey lies. But um, you, we can really talk about a lot. Yeah, and I, I think that's great. I mean, the, the scalability aspect of it and having someone like yourself to help out. I mean, a lot of the things that you're talking about are the, the things that we instill in our clients is a matter of just keeping up with that consistency, being able to go out there and build that uh, group of raving fans for you. So uh, thanks again for joining us. It was uh, great to have you here. So much fun. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Well, I appreciate everyone for joining us today. Be sure to share, like, and subscribe for more DMC Marketing Nuggets and visit us at dmcmarketingnugget.com to view all of our past episodes. Here's to your success.